Welcome everyone. It is episode 46 of the 1056 podcast, the Andy Pettit episode. Shout out to our man, Tony, for correcting us. Uh, number 44 is Reggie Jackson. Number 45 is Garrett Cole. And number 46 is Andy Pettit. Uh, Tony, thank you so much. Go check out uh, Beer Coasters uh, podcast. Great guy. Can't complain. So is Andy Pettit. Hi, everyone. Jeff, as a Yankee fan, um, do you think that uh, Garrett Cole is a, a ser- another chapter in the series of uh, Yankee transactions that are overpaid and that produce little to no results? No, because he produced all the results. He was fantastic for us. That's true. He was pretty. He had a couple hiccups, but mm-hmm. um, he it's not like he didn't have those on other teams. He wasn't. He's not perfect, but he's no. a dominant pitcher. Mm-hmm. It's great for us, super reliable. That's right. And um, if we paid too much, that is too early to tell. Mm-hmm. Those kind of decisions can only be made further down the line. After the when first you, injury. Well, when you add up all of his failures <laughs> and successes, and when I say failures, I mean, did he blow a big, a big game? As in, like, did he come in in a game seven to start right. and he just gave up 10 runs in the first? Right. That's extreme. But, or right. did, he, did he participate – in like dominating a postseason right. where we, we got a victor, uh, championship. Um, these things, will pay, they pay for themselves. So it's too early to tell if we paid too much because he is worth it. He is the best. Now we have to put a pitching staff around him mm-hmm. that won't put so much pressure on him to be dominant every single time because he already does that for himself. But it would be okay. nice to have a two and a three guy that when you put them out there that they will produce – than what you want that's right so you know i was watching real quick how about this how about this okay they're thinking trade torres okay four yep the only good offensive player on the team yep go 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 go, francisco lindor of the cleveland indians who's arguably better okay i like that you know what's good he is someone who is of a age in their prime and they'll pay him a respectable amount. The trend, it would be a trade, so he would finish off his contract with the Indians, and then they can sign him. I like this trend of not going over, not going after people past their prime and paying them their prime contract. So no, we're, we're going in the that. right direction. Fun right. fact: I have a signed poster of Gary Sanchez um, right behind where we usually film the live shows. Those who watch the live washed shows. up. How dare you? He's, He's no washed up. It's episode forty six. Andy Pettit. That Kraken died on the beach. <laughs> it's it's Andy Pettit episode four. Yeah, thank you again to Tony. Um, he's you what know if, what, he, what if in honor of Andy Pettit, I just looked at you over my microphone like he did, just like just like very intensely, like he did to yeah. his glove. Uh, I forget what number El Duque is, but you should definitely kick your leg up. Um, the whole podcast. Episode. And I'm not gonna move the chair, and I'm not gonna move the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, don't, no, do not move that. Uh, I'm looking at what his number is right now, and people are getting really frustrated if they know his number. They're just waiting. 26. Ah, too far. Actually, I think in episode 26, we said El Duque. I want to say we did. God. I don't know. I don't remember. I was, I was not. I was drunk. Yeah, you know what? You know what else, dude? Speaking of drunk back then, guess what's back? Back Fuck. again. Fog memes, 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 fog memes. They're back, baby. They are back. 
Why are they back right now? I have no idea. Well, I know why, okay? Because Abomination put out um, three fucking variants of Fog, Galaxy, Azaka, Nelson, Sovin. Tyler. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler. Yeah. What are the memes? Like, can you give us the people at home some examples? Actually, no, I can't. Can you give you can't the people at home? Them, because you can't see the memes, man. Because it's well, we're fog. counting on you to push through okay, the fog. Yeah. Joke aside, sorry, the bit's over. Um, <laughs> it will never die. Apparently, you were you were really trying to be like, listen, stop joking. No, I was trying to get – I want to know what these memes are because we know what they were before. Are they really just rehashing the can't see? It's too foggy in here. I, okay, so I did see that on the CT Breed Drinkers. Someone was like, oh, I got so much fog, you fucking can't see it. I didn't, I didn't take a screenshot. I should have, I should have done that. That's on me. Um, 100% posting this episode on the page. You should. Every I time do, you mention I do them. almost every time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, especially if we talk about them because they're stupid but, memes. Yes, God, I think they're so fucking funny fucking losers. Most of them are so <laughs> stupid. They, oh, God. There's a couple of people on there, too. I'm not going to name names because positive vibes only, to quote our friends at Part of My Take. But, um, yeah, there's just some people who are just – it's like fucking stop trying to be funny, man. Like Tom M.? No, Tom M. No, we love him. Tom M. usually puts people in his place, dude. I, That's right, know. Tom. Show him what's up. <laughs> and we'll get to, like we'll get to the, the thing that he's running um, in, a, in a little bit. But, yeah, Fog memes are back because, yeah, Abomination put out three different memes. The For those who are, like, just listening for the first time, and I know we did this whole thing with the Chef Showdown uh, with Nala's Kitchen, so this has zero to do with that event right now, but we'll get oh, to we'll that. we'll get there. We'll get to that. Trust me, okay? If you're listening, waiting for the interview, I'm sorry. This is Welcome to the 1056 Podcast where if- we deviate. And if they really want to get there, skip ahead 15 seconds till you reach it. I know just the keep skipping. It's 30 seconds. You rewind 15 seconds. Not on Spotify. You, you must, you must reveal. Oh, okay. I use, I use iTunes like a normal person. Nah, dude. I, I like to, I like to support, I like to support platforms that underpay everybody. Oh yeah, definitely. Come get, come at me, Spotify. Yeah. Give me some I'll of that money. I'll take you on. I'll take you on. So... Yes. Yeah, so for those who don't know, over the summer, Abomination put out this beer called Rare Fog. This is triple IPA. I've had it. It's really good. Okay. I'm not downplaying this at all. I'm downplaying this for the sake of the joke. So they put out this beer. It was called Rare Fog. And then they did a single hop series of all of this type of fog thing. But when Rare Fog came out, people lost their mind. So much so, I think people actually did, that they would just continually post a photo of this beer within a glass and make some sort of innuendo to low visibility or can't see the beer probably no joke no less than two dozen times 20 to 25 times i would see this all the time all the time you know what really makes me sick i think i'm like totally going too loud i'm sorry oh there i I (laughs) bet none of them can explain how fog forms and that's disgusting to me these people are uneducated. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. You are just <laughs> taking a dig at fucking everyone. That was Jeff, okay? If we're you. calling people out, that is all Jeff. Guess what? I'm still mad that he left me on an island. Last episode, we did the Fingers Bowl interview. I forget about what, but you are an island. All Jeff. Not me. Jeff's calling you all dumb. I'm not. You guys are geniuses. Not me. You are. Not me. You, 
Okay, I'm gonna stop. Um, Dumbasses, all of them. <laughs> you suck. Uh, the other cool thing, actually, so we were actually talking about this right before um, we started recording, but uh, worst beer blog. It never follow them. They're a really, really funny, like beer account that just follows breweries that do really dumb shit and like create very polarizing beers if it's politically charged or something to try and create a reaction. Uh, the content's very, very good. And they mostly go after like 450 North because there's this beer that came out called Black Widow and they, I guess, put too much fruit in. So anytime you'd open the can, it would just automatically overflow, sometimes explode. And 450 North's response was, if you open the can over a pitcher, you'll be able to get a full pour. Cheers. Um, shout out to full Got pour. Got him. <laughs> so they were not like, hey, we're sorry. They're like, just open it over another container that can catch all the beer. Which is pretty fucking amazing. Like, yeah, I, that's kind of the best way to put it. Not taking fault. They love it. A year ago, doesn't they sound were like, like our problem. They're like, "Hey, ABV's too high." We're not sorry. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> like, what it says on the label doesn't like, match the actual you. content. You guys are the real losers buying this fruit beer. Okay, I'm sorry. I've never you tried stop being lightweights. <laughs> I've never tried 450 North, and I I really want to try a can of it. Like I've had, we've had the, the Sky Gazer beers. We love them. Okay, they're great. Just so many people talk about 450 North. I just need to try one. If you're out there and you're nice enough to send me and Jeff a can, do it because we'll buy I, it. We'll buy your yeah. can from you for three times the amount. No, n- yeah, that's actually a discount. These fucking fruit beer flippers, man, they. Ten. Uh, we'll go as high as fifteen times the amount. That's on Jeff again. Jeff saying that, <laughs> not me. I will pay you fair market price. Okay. <laughs> this isn't like- it, I want you to take the fair market price and then multiply it to an ex- to an amount that only would benefit you yeah. and actually bankrupt everybody else. Yeah. If if it's not that amount, I don't want your beer. And it would totally collapse the integrity of the entire trade community. That's. I'm actually looking fine. to bring the trade community down hard. And this is the best way to do it. Oh, it's, so, it's imploding, dude. So anyway, so anyway. let's do that. We're anyway. actually, let's actually start doing this. Oh, God damn it. You know what? Fine. We'll start flipping. No, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Nope, 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 nope. I felt wrong. I just felt, <laughs> I just felt you, wrong. Go to, here, it. we'll pause the episode. Go take a yeah. shower. No, I'm going to live in this filth so I never have to come back to it again. Ew. Um, a theoretical filth, okay? Everyone chill the fuck out. Change, I showered. change your undies. I showered this year, guys. Okay. Um... So anyway, fuck. Oh, anyway, that's what I was getting to. So Worst Beer Blog, they they reposted uh, Little House's uh, story. Little House, if you don't know, brewery in Chester, Connecticut. Seem like great people. Haven't met them yet. Uh, Got to do an episode on them. Anyway, uh, they are collaborating with Alvarium on a chicken-based beer. Um, it's a beer that I guess is an old recipe because they later repost, like they reposted the recipe from like the 1700s. Anyway... Worst Beer Blog took that story and reposted it on their account, and people lost their minds. Rightfully so. It's kind of weird. However, I'm here for it. So if you're listening, I'm here for it. Me, Tyler, here for it. Jeff, I'm not going to speak here for him. it. Okay, also good. Here, here good, good, good. I wasn't I'm, sure. I am present. I wasn't sure. But anyway, um, so yeah, I thought it was fucking hysterical that people were losing their minds. And of course, I commented on it. I said, in 2020, our adjuncts have tear ducts. And that's probably the best thing that's going to come out of my brain for the rest of this year. Calling it now. If you want to know more genius things that he comments on other posts, follow <laughs> us on Instagram. At 1056PODCAST. Yeah, I'm just going down this slant of just talking in all caps to people. Um, it's a thing. 
I'm just going to do it. If people hate it, that's even better. Like it's kind of sick. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. So it's going to get weird. I feel like we need to get more listeners. We're on our way to a thousand followers. Let's, let's fucking spin the wheel. You know what I'm saying? What's, uh, what's pivot real quick. Oh, I was going to say real quick. Speaking of that, I also, um, went to hoax last night. Um, as of when we we're recording this, picked up some beer and they had mentioned that they made these pins that say, I hate 1056. Um, Shut so the of course, up. yeah, they, they say, I hate 1056. I can unmirror the video. We're, we're, we're no, it's a, fine. It's fine. I can see it fine. No, it's got to You got to really see it. So yeah, no, I I, to, it's not mirrored. Oh, it's not. No, leave it. Oh, oh that's fucking sick. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> so I had the pins it, here. I, I know talking, that's not referencing us. No, it is. It, I is talked it? To the, yes. Cause I Sean, thought it was about the yeast or something. No, because Sean. That's amazing. That's even better. Because Sean from Hoax, was like, he was just making these pins like a couple months ago, and he made some for like Tom M. That's like, it's always sour season, and like Tom M sucks and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, it. And I was like, yo, you got to make them for 1056. So, he, so Sean like sent me a bunch of like samples being like, oh, like, I don't like just some random shit. I forget what it was. And I was like, just, just make them say, I hate 1056. And I went to go pick up, I picked up a bunch of beer and he was like, yeah, I've just been dropping these pins and like people's like orders. Just like, <laughs> like um, how many like, do you the have? Fuck is this? I just have four. So I can give you a couple. I need, I need at least one of them. Yeah. So I'm actually going to wear this right now. This is going to be like the official pin of fucking you Tyler, people at home. Join yeah. us when we go live. We'll let you know. Follow us on Instagram at one zero five six PODCASD. Um, we go live periodically. We've been doing that a little less, but we're going to do it again. And yes. look out. Tyler's going to po- put this I, pin <laughs> somewhere in the, sh- in the shot. And I want you yeah. guys to look out for it and, and comment and then, where you think you find and it. Then, and, and then fucking comment uh, Hoax Brewing and say you want them to make more, okay? And we'll, we'll get this ball rolling. So Get this ball rolling. I only, wanted to pi- I only wanted to pivot slightly. Last episode, oh, yeah, uh, it's out right now. Yep. Uh, we interviewed – um, Julian, Julian of, of Fingers Bowl brand. Yep. Yep. Um, it was a great interview. We yeah. talked a lot. Our boy Tom M. Hold on. Fix my thing. Our boy Tom M. is the ultimate fact checker. Yes. And I have, uh, we, I talked about how uh, British beer is warm and gross. Mm-hmm. And I will not accept any other viewpoint. <laughs> <laughs> but he did say Americans drink beer cold to kill the taste. Good beer should be drank at 48 to 50 degrees. He's not wrong. He, he's, he's right. It's okay. He could be right. I doesn't mean I have to accept his reality. <laughs> I choose to live in my own. <laughs> I want my beer as cold as a goddamn Rockies. I want it at negative one degrees, man. I don't want to taste shit. Also, we talked about TikTok for like three seconds. Apparently, Black oh, yeah. Hog is on it. So Black if you Hog is. Black Hog on TikTok, holla at them. Yeah, honestly, do. Um, they just put out a video on their social media because I only do Instagram and Facebook. Um, and they did post a video. I was like, oh, this is actually really good. So, yeah, they're one of those people, like breweries, I should say, not people, they're an entity um, that actually has a really good presence on social media. It, this list is like ever growing. Like, Tribus was like the first one that we saw. Now it's like beer. Now it's Black Hawk. Now it's like City Steam. Like, they're doing a lot of, like, obviously, I can keep going and going and going. Um, but the bar is being fucking set, dude. So I'm, I'm here for it. Oaks, Armada, the beer, some of those videos early on, like those were hysterical. Um, hey, thanks, so, Julian. Julian, for coming on the show. Great episode. Yeah, dude, Go check that out. Buy the Fingers Bowl, dude. Buy the Fingers Bowl. Buy the Fingers buy Bowl. Buy it. Finger Especially bowl. buy it now it's, yep. because you can have fun with it right now. Yeah. But when this pandemic 
and to call the closures and things open up and we're good on the opposite side of this in seven years. Yeah. yeah. You're going to want your bowl now because those <laughs> things are going to go like fast. Yeah, dude. So, cause th- we're going to be parting like nobody's business. Everyone's going to be touching fingers oh. and it's going to be great. It is. dude. So go out there, get your fingers bowl. So when we're out of this pandemic, we can all touch fingers. That you damn right we can. So. <laughs> and and, and um, Julian, that tagline's for you. You can have it. <laughs> Let's all touch our fingers, man. Um, absolutely. So uh, we'll get to our next thing, and then we'll, we'll get to the interview and, and things like that. But we want to kind of talk on a more serious note. Um, sure. Sp- speaking about Tom M., um, we say crap. You know, not crap. Like, obviously, love the guy a lot. Um, great guy. You know, sass each other all the Tom time. M, Tom M takes but, his his influence and his notoriety and his connections and puts them to good use for a lot of great causes. He does. Um, so uh, someone uh, very close to the Connecticut beer community, um, uh, Matt Cookson, uh, I, we never met him or anything like that, but um, just seeing the posts and CT Beer Drinkers and just on different breweries um, was someone who might have worked at Sunny Creek. I think no worries, could be wrong, uh, but passed away uh, uh, tragically, uh, even though, you know, I, we never met him, don't know him. Um, still really unfortunate. The thing that we've learned is that in doing this podcast, just looking at the beer industry in Connecticut from an arm's length, even we're not really in it that much. Uh, but this community is very tight knit. And obviously when something like this happens, it, it kind of shakes the whole community and just kind of being on the outside, it's still was something I was like, Oh man, this, like it's it's unfortunate when anyone passes away, but just to see how many people, um, individual individual affected, um, you know, it, it's really tough to see. So going back to Tom M, he uh, created a raffle that's going on right now. As of when this is posting, it's going to be probably Monday, the sixteenth. So you have until um, let me see here. Dude, he's always doing something man. yeah you but, find that? i'm getting the official time so it's okay you work um, on that the drawing's yeah. going to be held on monday november 23rd so between now and then uh between monday and uh the following monday the 23rd um you can reach out to tom m on venmo uh at tom m t-o-m-m three one six five six uh donate to this raffle the proceeds are going directly to um matt's funeral costs and mm. so it's a it's a nice raffle to kind of do something uh to to help people uh the raffle items are pretty good it's all you know these kind of rare bottles there's a whole flight of um the two roads igor's dreams up for grabs i was just looking at you have you done this personally uh yes i have i immediately saw it i i have just learned about this before recording today so i too so 1056 will have done this as well we want to make sure that everything is taken uh, care of for them yeah i i've been with tom right away i always say like anything i can do to help um you know, I, I'm going to, this is a really fucked up time just pandemic wise. And just to, to lose someone during this sucks. Um, so anything I can do to help. So we have, there's bottles. Funerals from, are expensive too. Yeah. They like, are. hate to get real, but like, yeah. um, there's bottles from Hill farmstead. There's a, um, a couple of bottles from bourbon County from like 2019. There's some older years. There's a yellow belly. I see thrown in there. There's an old urban funk. There's a couple of creeks, uh, some stuff from area two, there's a bottle of uh, Kentucky lightning. Like there, there's a lot. And I know Tom, you know, if you, if you wanted to DM us, we can expand on this more, just I can create a story about it or whatever. But, um, 
there's a lot of things that people have donated so far. And then we're recording this on the 14th. Um, this is, you know, only a couple of days old. So very curious to see what else comes out. And it's just really nice to see people just coming out of the woodwork um, to help out. So awesome. um, if you I mean, it's a donate, terrible, terrible thing that happened, but an awesome re- reaction and response by the community. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's something that we're happy to support. So again, um, Tom M on Venmo, T-O-M-M-31656. Um, and the last four digits, eight, nine, four, six. I'm just reading off the promotion that was from the CT beer drinkers page. So we'll do it slower because you're saying it fast. Sorry. Uh, it's the, the full name is T Tom M three, one, six, five, six. So T O M M three, one, six, five, six. And it asks for the last four digits. I think for the phone number, if you've never done a, um, that with them, it's eight, nine, four, six. So, awesome. uh, Tom, there's anything else we need to add to that. We can obviously do it after the fact. Um, but yeah, honestly, this is uh, a, a really nice thing and we're happy to help out any way we can. So right. um, didn't mean to bring it down into a more serious note, but I had to mention it just because um, I'm happy to support. And I also hope I can, you know, win a bottle or two as well. So there's some good, sure. there's some good things on there. So, well, good. I'm down for so it. let's, let's tell the people we're going to pivot. We're going to move on from that. Please pivot. go, please go be Dude, part of that raffle. Please do. And we're going to tease some fun things that we've had planned. We're going to shake things up a little bit. Teasing um, it. We want to expand our, how we use our Instagram. Yeah. So Tyler, would you like to tell people at home what this, this idea is that we're going to be putting into place very soon? So yeah. keep an eye out for it. Oh, yeah. So the thing we talk about in interviews, uh, more so with businesses, we kind of touch on this a little bit with Julian. Um, how do I sound, by the way, Jeff? They sound good. Sexy. Oh, nice. Okay. I like that. I want <laughs> your friendship juices. Okay. Don't like that. Go backwards. Do less. <laughs> <laughs> juices anyway, friendship? What do you mean up. backwards? I don't know, dude. It sounds fucking weird. Anyway, don't deviate. So when when we talk about uh, these, you know, businesses or just some like people from the beer community that come on, necessarily not necessarily breweries themselves. We always talk about trying to like expand, try to kind of be a little bit different. And for those who have seen our social media, we're only on Instagram at 1056podcast. Follow us. Follow us. Uh, The way that we post the episodes is a three panel sort of thing. So instead of just doing one photo, one post, the way that we do it is uh, I will dedicate three separate posts. So that way, as you're scrolling down, it, it's sort of like one larger image that talks about the episode that tag random people. And it in looks it. dope. Thank you. So the problem with that, and here's there is again, no problem bit. with that. Talk no, about the positives. There are no problems. I'm going negative, and I'm I'm no. I'm, cr- I'm creating a story arc. I'm I'm creating the problem to talk about a solution. Okay. There is no problem for the people at home. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> anyway, the only issue we'll say issue uh, is that if we want to post like beers that we've had we're only limited to the live shows that we do or stories that we'll post which are only 24 hours so if you miss it too bad i also post the highlights and ct beers if you see uh in the highlight section it's mostly myself uh if i talk about if i post a pic, take a picture of a ct beer you'll see it in the highlight there so you can see uh me and sometimes jeff's ventures throughout pretending get beer it's a lot you can only do 100 photos and the like the first photo in that is like from six months ago so whoopsies oh well 
what else am I going to do in this, this pandemic? Anyway, so our idea is to try and expand on this more, to give everyone the ability to see more of our content, kind of pick at our brain a little bit more and see what we have to offer. We've been friends for 20 years. We've been making content on YouTube and whatnot for about a decade. So we want to go back to our video roots. So starting in January of 2021, Jeff and I are going to be doing 60-second quick reviews of beers outside of Connecticut, so it doesn't take away from any of the episodes that we do. We're going to be featuring a beer. I'm going to be talking about the whatever, how it tastes, what the olfactory senses are, and then Jeff's going to talk more about the label as we do in a traditional episode. Ah. Um, but this is going to be for our Instagram TV section. It's more content. It allows us to um, just expand our content, our knowledge, what's going on behind our brains with you guys, the listener. So be and more chances and more chances for you, the listener to tell us that we're idiots and don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. And as if we can, <laughs> if we can create more opportunities for the audience to come at us, bro. Um, Dude, I think I'm that's for the better. Yeah. And so what we're going to be focusing on, like I said, it's out of state beers, maybe out of country beers, but my goal is to try and get these beers that a lot of people are talking about the rare fog of a beer outside of Connecticut. So if it's like a treehouse trap, I don't know. I'm not going to get too crazy with it. Dude, we're going to do our best. Yeah, dude. I could have saved this covered in puppies, the Trillium and Omnipolo collab for then, but I didn't. Okay. So sue me. So that um, does mean that we are still <laughs> going to do our interviews. We're still going to do the reviews and the of Connecticut breweries and beer that we have been doing. Right. This will be out-of-state beers. You'll find this on Instagram, IGTV, That's and right. it will be great, and they'll be short, sweet, and uh, we hope you like them when they come out. We'll tease them more as we get closer to January. Yeah, but and if you only, don't like but, them, then it doesn't matter what you think. I'm the rock, baby. Okay, go on. Sorry. And if you want to <laughs> keep up, if you like them, and if you want to keep up with them, then – give us a follow on the Instagram. It also helps us. The more yeah. people that follow us on Instagram, the more we know that people are actually paying attention to our stupid fucking faces. And the bigger our egos get, we want to get that first comma, dude. We're almost at a thousand-ish. <laughs> Trace comas. Trace comas. Well, dude, we're not at a billion yet, dude. Fucking Kylie dude, Let's get there. Fucking yeah, Only no. you at home can get us to a billion. So yeah. if you're at home... And you start have enough money. Start a click farm. That's what I'm saying. Focus, if you have just, enough money to buy people to whoa, do a click farm. Whoa, if you have enough, enough whoa, people whoa, for human whoa, trafficking, whoa, what the hell? Whoa, 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 Do not support human trafficking. Dude, I, Jeff that's says why I, he wants to buy people. I, Tyler, do not want to buy people. Jeff wants Tyler, to buy people. I do not want to buy people. Okay, cool. That's why I don't like to use Wayfair anymore. Dude, that was a fucking hoax. Dude, I don't want to live that reality. I want the Wayfair to be caught up in some kind of serious shit. So, so weird. People hop on. that, And that story came and went so fast. People were like, people are paying $10,000 for this end table. Why? It's also, it's called Sophie. It's like, what? Like, it was, there was a lot going on. Dude, that stuff was whack. Wayfair's not doing that shit. They, their stuff is cheap. It's built cheap. It's made cheap. I buy it because it's cheap. Anyways, That's hang that in there, Ty. That should be Wayfair's tagline, dude. Again, they can have it. I, I, will, I will produce taglines all episodes. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we've, we've deviated too long. If you're just listening for no, the I'm interviews. Just, I'm, I'm trying to stay on topic here, man. Okay. Hold on. You have to follow us on Instagram if you want to keep up with these videos. Please yes. do. They help us out. And then 
this our whole thing is the podcast. So please go to where you listen to podcasts, give us a rating, and give us a subscription. You goddamn right. That was good. I mean, yeah. So anyway, we're we're really excited. and don't use Wayfair. Don't use Wayfair. Well, only Jeff does because he said he wanted to buy people. I don't want to buy anything. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape and ask and see if you wanted to buy people. If we were real, we would record on tape. We'll get there. When we get enough followers, we'll do a Patreon, and then we'll just record. We'll take a step back. We'll record all on analog, okay? Yeah, baby. And have to manually distribute it. God, that sounds like the worst thing ever. You got to cut that shit with a razor blade. No, thank you, actually. Nope, 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 nope. I'm so glad I'm born after the fact. Thank God. Anyway, anyway, okay. Here it is, okay? If you were just listening for the Chef Showdown interview... I'm not going to, you know what? I'd like to apologize for absolutely nothing. Boom. Conor McGregor. Anyway. <laughs> so for those who don't know, our friends, Chef Becca and Vanessa at Nala's Kitchen. Uh, we had them on in August. Go listen to the interview. Great interview. Someone uh, recently listened to it, Chef. Um, it was great. We loved it. So anyway, we kind of talked about this idea of doing a chop style event we were like threw it out there like oh, i'll be like really funny we're not I'm we not say to, like, a lot friends. of shit on this show we and do not we come up with a lot of ideas and only if you were it, honestly you could say this 99 times out of 100 nothing happens guess what this was the here's one. the one where someone was like that's actually might be a good idea so they um, emailed us they messaged us they say hey remember yeah. when we talked about that and they're like we're like yeah and then we're like you remember how good an idea it was? And we're like, yeah. No, I mean, and then, yeah. And then they're like, what if we said we made it be a thing? We went, yeah. And they're like, guess what? We made it a thing. We went, oh, uh, my, um, oh my God. No, what are you doing? No, I'm kidding. It was so, amazing. Yeah. Hold on. It was amazing. I, wanted, I was so blown away because yeah. this event, and let's actually, let's actually talk about it a little bit. Because, little it, bit. because in the recording that you're about to hear, it was a rapid fire pace. Things were cool. happening so fast. Yeah. And I don't think we had a moment to sit back and like digest. No. So let's take a moment to digest <laughs> it. So what, we, what, we can talk about it because a lot of what you're about to hear in the remainder yeah. of this episode are interviews with people there. Yep. Some of them are participants. Some of them were judges. And some of them were actually just random people who came up and wanted yeah. to plug their no, food, food influencers. influencers random people well, i'm so sorry. random to us we don't know them okay good save good save good save and now we do so they were random <laughs> at the time but they they wanted to talk about their fluent food food influencer instagram pages which go check those out yes wow what an amazing organization <laughs> what an amazing event yeah it it was yeah and, and shout out to vanessa for like she was bringing us people to interview like she was she was our runner and that was pretty we did not expect that we were going to go out and like pull people and she was like i got it and i was like okay and it was we a, had a line we did yeah not to pat ourselves on the back we had a line dude no it was more like <laughs> i can't believe vanessa is able to like drag people away yeah. from what they're doing said hey you see these two schmucks with the microphones you should fucking, sit down and talk to them you see these fucking idiots with that goddamn sign go talk to them and i was like oh pfft. Basically, I I mean, yeah, it was crazy. So we had on all the judges from the competition, which like like we said, it was like a chop style. We had the all three chefs on. They made dishes for these judges. We won't tell you who won if you didn't see the results on the their Instagram or whatever. Um, 
we'll save that for the interview. But um, we had on the influencers, we had on the chefs, we had on an MMA fighter, you know, we had on Vanessa herself. Um, so it was, it was great. It was a, it was a litany of people. Um, I hope I used that word right. I don't fucking know. It sounded it a, right. Okay. Sounded right. I like that. So yeah, we had a bunch of people on and it was, it was a lot. Like it was just so much at once. And we get really excited to do these interviews to begin with. Like when we do the shows, I'm fucking dancing around, not even listening to music, like a psycho. And I'm just fucking getting ready to do this. Like this, what you're hearing right now, multiply the times a hundred with like people and music, blah, blah, blah. Like it, it, it was. Do you know great. what I was saying? I was, I was telling my dad this and I was yep. really telling him is that, as you know, and maybe the people at home don't know, he spent uh, his career is in radio. Yeah. So he understands a lot of what I was trying to tell him. And I said, the, one of the weirdest things was, is that for our normal interviews that we do on this podcast, normally I get about 10 minutes at the least, if not more, to make sure I know who I'm talking to, if I haven't met them before. Right. Right. Just what's their product? What's their business? Who are they? Formulate some quick questions in my head and then to see where the interview goes. Right. right. But at least I have some kind of direction. We were sitting down with some people we've never <laughs> met before. We've never heard of before, except for this event. And sometimes, out, like I said, we had some people on that we just kind of sat them down right in the moment. And um, <laughs> we got into these conversations. So I'm immediately trying to be like, all right, it's our job to, to push this. What yep. can we come up with? I was actually proud of us. Gotta yeah, say, I, I gotta say, we did a good job. I thought we did very well. I, I got to give a shout out to a better half. Oh yeah. What a what a great space. I really man, another like I hate to bring it back down to this but that place would have been packed to the brim if it wasn't Dude. for COVID and it would have been amazing. They have a huge kitchen. Yeah, they do. It was in the kitchen, the kitchen's out where you can see them for the people at home. They yeah. do have a back kitchen in the back. Can you hear the dogs barking? Yeah, it's fine though. You got to play you got to play through it, you know. That's fine. I just want to make sure. Um and very spacious which i liked it wasn't yeah. one of these small breweries so no. you definitely felt like they had a good amount of people there but you felt it was spacious enough where you felt safe yeah. um i tyler you had their beer would you like to talk about about their beer a little bit because we didn't get to do that while we were there yeah i did um they had like the one that stood out they did a collaboration with five churches it was some cherry beer i tried to look it up on tap i could not find it but that was probably my beer of the night they gave out a flight um to everyone that was there um which i have it pulled up in a picture so it was their honeymoon phase local harvest kissed by cran which is like a cranberry beer and then per permiscus which is their stout um the honeymoon phase and local harvest were like wheat ales which i thought were good like everything was definitely like enjoyable what have it again it, we were also like in between interviews so i was like trying yeah. to and eat yeah i was trying to like digest things both mentally and physically the beer from that flight that was the best was their stout promiscuous. I actually really enjoyed it a lot. It was like smoky. It was great. It was light. Um, it was, it was enjoyable. And then that last beer couldn't find it on tap, but it was a collaboration. I thought it was awesome. So uh, really enjoyed that. So that's amazing. And I got to go back. The, we got to go back. The thing is like, it's up in Bristol for us. So it's a and little we, far. And one of the others was the judges. We actually had her on the show. Yes. So like, and yeah, we'll, we interviewed her. And it was so <laughs> like good. a minute. Um, I just want to give a quick, like, outline to how the how the competition went and then yeah. so when they hear the interviews like things can make a little bit more sense because it was a little yeah. chaotic i gotta so, sit down i gotta sit down for this go on go ahead sit down for this nonsense um they had our three competitors we had chef becca we had chef xavier and we had chef carlos 
and they were given ingredients by the judges. Now, again, we apologize. We were trying to set up at the same time, like hear everything was going on. And as you can tell, like you'll hear is like, it was very loud and everything was coming through the, um, the speakers in a way where it was hard to understand. But I do know that the, the part of it was to utilize a beer from better half into your, into your food, whatever they made. And, right. it wa- and it was their, one of their stouts. And I, I, I regret not knowing the name of the stout. Ty, do you know it? I want to say it was promiscuous, actually. It was promiscuous. And I could be now totally wrong. No, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to put money down that, that was, it, that's what it was. And they had other ingredients to work with. As if you've ever seen an episode of Chop, they kind of open their baskets and they see what they work with. Yeah. Um, they'll, in the interviews, they'll talk more about what they made and why they made it. But um, then they gave it to the judges one at a time, and then the judges declared a winner who performed the best. And the judges in interviews that you'll hear will talk about how they decided they would judge who what they were looking for. Yeah, man, it, what a great competition! Was, what a great event! Yeah, and honestly, I'll tease this. Uh, we talked to some like there was two chefs, and then the owner, one of the owners, I think her name is Rachel from Better Half. Um, it was interesting to hear like what they were looking for and I'm not going to give it away. And it sounded like a very cliche question. Like, what are you looking for when you're picking a winner? I was honestly uh, surprised just by the different answers that people from the industry gave versus someone from the beer industry gave as far as what they were looking for. Um, so it kind of unexpected, not something, even I watch shop all the time. It wasn't an answer I'd usually hear on there either. So that's going to be up in this series of interviews. So how it's going to work. It's just going to be, you know, I think there was maybe five or six of these sections of interviews. Um, you're going to hear them all. If the quality is sometimes good, sometimes not, just because we were trying to compete with the music and the MC in the background, which they did a great job. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's not this perfect quality, okay? We're trying our best. But, uh, it, yeah. It, it, by the time we're done with it, it'll be great. We're going to go from interview to interview. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. But, Tyler, yeah. let's not make them wait any longer. All right. It. Yeah, we've, we've really been belaboring this point. <laughs> so, all right. Here is our uh, interview and episode from the Chef Showdown. We're really looking forward to the next one. Hopefully, it's sometime when COVID is, like, way less of a bitch because I want to fucking interview the people while they're actually, we mentioned this, I want to be in that kitchen with them. They're going to oh, hate us, but it's going to be great content. I'll tell you what. Anyway, uh, that's it. So in the words of a great man, raise hail, praise Dale, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to a very strange yet special and fantastic episode of the 1056 Podcast. It, it is lit in the building right now. We, okay. are, we are currently in Better Half Brewery. It is very loud. We apologize beforehand. But you know what? We apologize, but you know who shouldn't apologize? As my glasses, my glasses fogging up, I'm letting it happen. They're fogging up bad. <laughs> As you know, who shouldn't apologize is Nala's Kitchen. Yeah, Chef Becca. That's right. And Vanessa. That's right. For putting together an amazing <laughs> event with many other great participants I, in, in a show that is as wild as it can possibly get during the end times. I mean, all I'm saying is that uh, they're better at Boone and Nala's doing a great job of like everyone's sticking to guidelines and whatnot. We're at our own table. Everyone's wearing masks and whatnot. Um, if if there if COVID wasn't a thing, I think the roof would fall. I think the roof. Would oh collapse. my god, this place would be 
F fucking packed right now. Would explode so we're going to fast forward a little bit here because yeah. out of timing. The this is a competition similar to what you would find in the show Chopped. Yeah. Now, this idea spawned out of our interview Not with Nala's Kitchen. I'm padding no, 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 hard. No, no, no. Our but episode with Nala's Kitchen where we throw that as an idea, but they fucking ran with it. Dude. So here we are right now. The competition has actually currently started. It is a chef showdown. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I, do, I can't with my glasses right now, dude. I yeah, can't even this, see myself we, think. We haven't done an in-person show since COVID, and we're, we're both still wearing masks right now. So Jeff is still trying to coordinate. I'm figuring out my mask-to-glasses ratio. Yeah. So, so the, as we're speaking, they're currently cooking their meals. Yeah. The ingredients that they have. Yep. I, I heard it's really hard to hear in here, right. and we don't sadly have them written down in front of us, but we are going to plug it in as soon yeah. as we know. Yeah, we definitely will. But we heard flaxseed. Yeah, I heard flaxseed and plant-based butter. I heard uh, beer. It, I think it's a stout. Yeah, a stout from Better Happering. I didn't hear the third ingredient, but we can make it up. We could say it was definitely, it was definitely lion's tongue. Uh, very rare, I think. That's it was what, not, you ding dong. I think, you know what? You know what? It was a deep fried Timberland boot. That's actually what it was. I'm so sorry. What Yankee fan did you rip that off of? Uh, one of the ones that live in the Bronx. And oh, it, yeah, you mean that, all of them? All. <laughs> yeah. No. So of currently they are cooking. We have we have our judges. Yeah. Um, I actually have the name of the judges here, so I'll quickly read them off for the people at yeah. home. Yeah. Our judges are April Melissa, the executive chef of the North North House in Avon. Right. We have Rachel Hasseltine, owner of the Better Half Brewery. No, that's and the judges. Those are judges, yeah. Okay, yep. Chef Al Williams from Cheesecake Creations. Those are our judges. They are all well-renowned for the in their own right and our own chef becca yeah, that's right. is participating in this yeah. uh any any good media uh usually is unbiased uh however we are unlike most media we, we are, are also not, not good media at all okay regardless of the result okay we are just bias is through the roof i pointed down for roof it's through the roof uh, for Chef Becca. So that, that's, that's really it right now. Tyler, how many people would you say are in this building At right now? At least 300,000. And what percentage of the... You know, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no more inside jokes that no one gets but us. It is. It has been very loud here. They have a silent auction. Now, Tyler, this, this is not just an event. This event is for a good cause. It is. It Would is. you like to tell the people at home what this event yeah, is for? No, I, absolutely. So, um, it actually is awesome. It, it's a you know it's a great cause. I know it's a thing that's affected a lot of people. It's affected people close to us. Um, it's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, uh, the Connecticut chapter. So you know it is. It's a ton of fun tonight. Um, and it's for a better cause, a better, you know, a better prevention, and we're here for that. And then, you know, they asked us to do the show here. We said absolutely, and they did it. So you probably can hear that right now, but they're currently five minutes in. It is good, good 6:45. Yep. According to what we heard, they have until 7:30 to cook. That's a their long, creation. That's a long it is time. a long time. I watched some episodes of Chopped, and they take they take some shoes and and take the shoelaces, and they got to make that into food. You have to season the shoelaces, you idiot. Well, that's I, why it takes so long. That's why that's why I would never be good on the show. I would suck. 
So uh, I'm very curious. I'm going to stand up and kind of see what I can see over here. I'm currently standing up. I see Chef Becca. She's killing it right now. She is. She is. We have some rolling. We have some cooking going on. Oh, my God. I feel like we could could actually be on Chopped. I feel like we could be the judge of Chopped and just drink beer the whole time and then just, like, quietly just, no, loudly commentate how they're doing. I hate to be the guy who says if it wasn't for COVID, we could have, but... But if it wasn't for COVID, we would currently be in the kitchen with microphones right oh, now. Oh, 100%. Uh, yes. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to get, once COVID's over, because we want to keep these competitions happening, I'm going to get a, like, 10-foot pole, hook it to the bottom of my microphone, and do, like, a boom Oh, thing. like they did in the majors, man. Do on-field just, interviews yeah, with, yeah, their, it, with, exactly. with their microphone so, on a stick. It's both very obnoxious. Just put it on the end of a way. selfie stick. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I love how we come up with our ideas mid-podcast. Is, this is great. No one hold us to this because I will forget about this whenever COVID's over in Quick shout-out. I'm going to do it. Quick shout-out to my girlfriend Maggie here. Yeah, she has joined us. She is currently great, eating what a great and enjoying sport. her food. What a great sport. Jeff has fully turned his back to her. I don't think they're fighting, turn, but I don't turn, know. turn my back to who? I'm not going to answer that. I feel like I'm going to get in the middle <laughs> of something. All right. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to let the chefs cook. We'll know, come back and give you an update. Say, hey, and stay tuned. We're going to try to get some people on. Yes. And have We're some interviews. Try. We have no clue. We usually prep this intro, be like, oh, we already did the show. We already know what's going on. We have no idea. So we might come back. Um, I don't even know. I don't I, even I'm know. just going to think of a scenario. Don't I know. wasted my talent on the deep fried Timberland boot as the secret ingredient. That's all. That's all I got. Good job. Got Anyways, it. we'll be taking a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back here at the Boom. 1056 Podcast. We are at Better Half Brewery for oh, yeah. the Chef Showdown hosted by Nala's Kitchen. We have here today Vanessa, who is business mind of Nala's Kitchen. Is that the accurate way of it? My nickname is The Business, so you can okay. go ahead and say okay. that. Okay. That works. Okay, I just got that. Yep. yep. And we have Jess, and she is a current or for I'm Mer? Uh, Fantastic. So this event is we're blown away and we had high expectations for this whole thing because oh, yeah. we know we know you and we are blown away by what you put together. Can you talk a little bit about how putting to what it was like putting this together and uh, a little bit about the cause that this helped? Right. Well, um what it, it was like the inception, right? Like we were on your guys's broadcast uh, two-ish months ago, three months, three months ago, right? talking about this just kind of like a what if you know like wouldn't it be cool if we had like a chef competition at a brewery where you pair the food that's how you guys sound in my head where you pair the food with the beers and like it'd be amazing well chef becca ran with it and she was didn't have anything to do one day she just said you know what i'm gonna make this happen and um this is uh this is what we created we created and this is a monday and this is awesome so this is the first of many events that we hope to have here but honestly it started with just talking with you guys and thinking this talking about how cool it would be yeah if we had something like this so this is the start of it yeah and it's it's awesome like we were saying like if code wasn't a thing this thing would be it's already electric it would be that much more electric and it's like crazy oh yeah to have everyone here so it's great imagine on a weekend imagine during the day when there's no covid and we can have something huge i mean this is actually a great turnout for a monday during covid like it's crazy yeah Yeah. seriously it is it is an amazing turnout and we were talking about we didn't want to get into the what if there was no covid talk but we we we, our ideas just kept going we would love to just be in there we would be like 
getting interviews in the moment and everything, but you you put together such a great thing. Now this 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 is for a cause. This isn't just because well, fuck it, why not? Do you want to talk a little bit about the cause that this is for? Yes. So um, Becca, this is a charity that's close to Becca's heart. Not actually Becca, actually all three chefs. Um, we went to a an event called Rock and Roast that Xavier and Carlos held a couple uh, months ago as well. And it was for the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Um, I'll let Becca talk to you a little bit more about how it hit her on a personal note. But for all three chefs, this is something sad to say, but I think given our age, you end up knowing people that have committed suicide and it sucks and if people were to know that there were ways to talk to people to know they weren't alone um it would save lives any alternatives right instead of that knowing they're not alone um the american foundation this what this is actually going towards the the funds for this is to help with the text they have a text now 211 211, people are down and out and they're not feeling themselves and they feel like they might self-harm call 211 it's not just something that anyone from the states is going to answer it's someone from connecticut someone who's going to be there on their time and know what they're talking about maybe experiencing the same thing or have experienced the same thing because they live in the region so it's um it's a great it's a great foundation. It's a great charity, and that's why yeah. we chose to, to yeah. use them. Yeah. And it's it was something too when we decided to do this. You came to it like it's even better to have a cause behind it, and we've all uh, been for it. We have friends close to us who have dealt with it. Um, you know, it's it's something that's serious. It's, it's everywhere. So anything we do to help, we're all for it. Yeah. We love we love you guys. Love knowledge. Love everything about this. So thank you. Thank why, you. Why not? An amazing event. So Jess, since we have you here, um, <laughs> you're here. You're an MMA fighter. I'm going to ask the questions only because I have enjoyed MMA from a distance. I like the highlights. And then when someone does something pretty amazing, I kind of catch it on Reddit at some point. That's where we're at. Where do you specialize in? You know what? I honestly really just started in everything. Like the, okay. I wanted the striking aspect. Then I was like, wow, I want, wanted to go to the ground. I am one of those people that I'm kind of like all over the place all the time. I think okay. I did maybe a thousand things today, which is why I'm really thankful to be uh, part of like having Alice in my corner because yeah. not only before fights, um, they help prepare prepare, yeah, prepare meals for me, but even right now, like um, after the fight when I want to eat donuts and it's like November and I just want to <laughs> stay in my house, yeah. I'm like, I've got to get back and like order yeah. my food. Thank God that I have them because I don't know what else I would be doing because you don't want to constantly food prep all the time, especially right after a fight. It's like so tiring after And we gave you tons of beer today too, so that's so tiring. Don't tell her coach. <laughs> <laughs> So, but that's that's amazing because we we know like Nala's Kitchen advertises is we will we'll cook to your diet right that's yeah. kind of the big thing you got a specialty diet we'll cook to that but you know we you're you're talking on an athletic level yeah. diets that help you that you're trying to build a certain type of body to fight to be in a combat sport mm-hmm. so what what kind of meals do you look for to kind of build towards that I mean that's the other thing too is that sometimes you might be like on your own you food prep on uh, Sunday and you make a bunch of chicken and rice but by like Thursday I'm like I do not want to eat this anymore yeah. <laughs> so that's the other part of it is um you know a lot of like high in like protein meals definitely some meats but sometimes I'm in the mood for you know I'm gonna I, I feel like cooking the chicken myself maybe today but then they have salmon I don't want to cook fish it's you know I don't want to open the windows in the house or yeah sure or, you know, <laughs> we know that not, I'm not in the mood yeah. so it's like really great to be able to have that option just different fish different uh, chicken even mainly I feel like my breakfast is a little bit um, easier for me so it's those mainly those bigger meals when you get tired and don't really yeah. want to throw something on the grill later on in the day so what do you eat before a fight 
Before I fight, um, it's asshole. just like, oh, yeah, three, it's about three to five meals a day. It's uh, high fiber. Oh, wow. um, just, yeah, like the same thing I was saying before, like chicken, a lot of asparagus. A I lot have of a question for you. Okay, so the day before weigh-in, mm -hmm. I texted you and you said, I'm not talking. I have to lose eight more pounds. Okay. I lost 12 pounds already and I need eight more pounds before tomorrow. It's, what? It's also, so eight pounds? So you start like, you know, seven or, or so weeks out. You're not, that's not just all in like one day. Uh, but you're uh, okay. Okay. I thought it was. I was like, whoa. That's good. You're manipulating salt tests. So sometimes you might get me, hey, I need all my food, those sodium this week. Yeah. But that'll be why. So you're like yeah. wondering, well, why? Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my God, 20 pounds in a day? I told her to tell me before I go on a big date, how does she do it? So yeah. I can do it. That's, <laughs> that's better than us. We would definitely carbo load right before yeah. anything. Yeah. Like Michael Scott, just better cheating off right now. Yep, and then run for it. We would save time by eating it while we run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get to Nala's Kitchen? How did that become a relationship? probably do that, you know, like whatever. Um, and yeah, so I linked up with her and her coach. Is that what he's called, the coach? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, her and Russell. And, and they were like, all right, she needs food. You guys are awesome. Like, oh, that sounded horrible. She's awesome. You guys need to sell food. <laughs> Let's link up. And that's how it happened. And yeah. the, the delivery is awesome, too. It helps. To see, I mean, she even delivers to one of the gyms I go to, which is great, because I go to the gym. I have to go to the gym now. I can't call in or say I'm not going. <laughs> right. But your meal is there. That's amazing. No, I was going to bring it to another break. Um, that was great. Thank you guys for coming on. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Another, uh, more people on. I don't know who, but we'll yeah. be right back. So well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> two more guests, two more great guests, two judges. Two of the judges hey for the competition. Shout out to Vanessa. She's bowling these people in. Love it. We're here with April, Chef Al. Two of the judges of the Chef Showdown happening right now. I'm going to do that right now because it's getting loud. I don't even care. So the quick question that's on the top of my head is, what are you two like looking for? I know it's a very open-ended question, but I'll just ask it for the sake of asking it. What are you so, looking for as like a so winner? So for me, so I know Xavier and Carlos pretty well. We okay. go way back. Carlos is a good friend of mine. We worked together for a while at Abigail's Grill Lime Bar. Um, I'm looking for speed, creativity, keeping your station neat, what Ooh. what is accessible to you, and how are you using the space to, to your advantage. That's a thing um, outside the box. It's really going to be the main thing in any sort of cooking competition. Yeah. Um, obviously, Xavier has an edge. You know, he took the 86 competition, which is a local chop uh, in Connecticut. Um, Carlos is very highly involved with a lot of local charities and everything. It's great. And um, I just had the pleasure of meeting Nala, and I think it's really great. She seems very, very in tune and very... Hard to explain what's actually going on in that kitchen. It's weird. It's a different space. There, yeah, there is a lot she is 100% in the zone right oh, now, yeah. and I love it. There is no, I'm there's seeing a lot her. of focus. Yeah. There's a weird vibe coming out. There's like, elbows flying. People. Yeah, no, like I'm kidding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, just think, I, I just think with the weird vibe is because they're in different kitchens. They're not, they're not in their own space, um, so they got to find the stuff they need and, and work with what's accessible to them. You know, so. so what are you looking for? Like, is, is there anything different that I'm you're looking, looking for? for? So me and April have discussed that 45 minutes is a long time. It is. That's you what we said. like eight dishes, eight <laughs> entrees, eight appetizers, and eight desserts in yeah. 45 minutes. That's a long time. So 
I'm looking for speed, accuracy, cleanliness of the area that you have, um, usage of everything that's available to you. Whether you picked them up here or you went to pool and grab something, using the stuff that's available to you. Gotcha. And, and making it the best pop you can get out of it. You know, and that, that just comes from creativity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, those are the things. How I'm important for. is plating? Because, you know, when I watch some of these kind of cooking shows, they're all like, this looks, this is terrible plating, but it's delicious shit. Well, so. David Chang has a show, Ugly Delicious. So right. we all are now aware, like, the food can look like a pile of dog shit on a plate. Right. Better than your grandmother's cooking. Right. You know? That's exactly. So does that matter to you, his presentation and on that level? Day, people do eat with their eyes. And yeah. you should have some sort of a style and a flair when you're putting something on a plate. Yeah. Especially for competition-level cooking. So it's very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so, I, all right, I'm going to ask, since you guys aren't back there, what would you do? Ooh. You know what the ingredients are. What would be your go-to? This doesn't come out till after they're done cooking, so you can't give them any yeah. ideas. Um, I, I, I would probably, not the gnocchi, but I would probably make a pasta, make a fresh pasta um, with the flax seeds, um, you know, and... The sauce would be a beer reduction, maybe cream sauce or something like that. Something simple. We have Chef Al and April. They are judges for this competition. And now we have Rachel. Yes. A, a better half brewery, correct? Yes, I am the better yeah, half. Yeah, I was just going to say you're the better half. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. Thank you for coming on. Yes. We're, we are really excited to have people willing to come on right now. Um, yeah. I'm going to put my mask on. Would that bother you? Would you still be able to hear me probably? Okay. Only because that's what I prefer. I'm gonna do it too. All right, ah, there we go. So you're one of the three judges, and the thing that we've been asking people—oh man, it is crazy here. I love it. This must be so good for you guys at this brewery. <laughs> you know, one of the main reasons we made the brewery was for people to gather and, and have fun. I can tell. Look at this stuff. space. Yeah. We're super lucky that it's a big space. Too. Yeah. So yes. Distant. Yes. There. We'll make that very clear. They are doing everything to be safe. And within Oh, yeah, everyone's got their masks. There you go. I had to make that clear. I feel like I made that clear, but they are. So, you're one of the three judges. So, what are you looking for specifically uh, as a winner? Is it like you laugh? You, you're looking for something. Well, because I'm looking for something that I like to eat with my beer. I, I heard the others talking about all this complex spice and all these things that go together, and I, I really just want something that I'm going to like to eat with my beer. I'm a, I'm a beer girl. Yes. See that too. So you're on our same wavelength because we had a chef on, like a couple chefs. It's like very complex. How like they keep their place clean and all this. Put my brain into pretzel, and I was like, I've never even thought of any of those things that they said in a very brief amount of time. And you're just like, I want it to like be enjoyable with beer. So I kind of like that. It's not three like profess. It's not like three people who come from the industry, and whatnot. Like. I like the perspective a lot, and you're from the beer industry, so, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do and how the food pairs with my beer. I want to talk about Better Half Brewery. Yes. I want to talk about what is your role specifically. <laughs> I do it all. Okay, so generally, what's your role then? Yes, <laughs> Since so that's everything. My husband and I are the owners, but uh, he's more of the head brewer. I do brew with him sometimes. Uh, I write the recipes for him, and I manage more of the front end. You'll see me if you come here. I'm always here. You'll see me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about beer all day with you. Tell you about um, all the beers that we make. We're okay. And, uh, yeah, everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I name all of the beers, so actually that's what I get most of the questions about. Not so much about the beer, but more about the names and, and how I come up with them. That's awesome. Fantastic. Complex process. 
what is uh what is like the best name for a beer that you've like had you're, you like look back you're like wow that, that is was my, your moment like i hang my hat on that so, that was your sergeant peppers like let's let's yeah, be honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i try and stick with the better half theme so i have all relationshipy ones um it's complicated i felt like a lot of people resonated with it. yeah <laughs> the go-to facebook relationship status yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I think Woo! I need that on the record that that was not my relationship theme. Well, okay, as long as you said that. But we're getting the wrap-up sign. I know you got to go judge now, yes. so good luck. Thank you. Pleasure well, I hope you. we can chat again soon because we want to know more about Better Half. Yes, definitely, we definitely absolutely. do. Thank you, thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. Join up two more people. Two chefs, two pros of the industry. Chef Zach, Chef Tom. Chef Tom, you was the sous chef for Chef Zach. Oh man, that's a tongue that's a tongue twister. Um, gentlemen, welcome and uh, thanks for coming. When you do these competitions, like if when you're running around, if it's time based or not, what do you? What's like your like main goal? Obviously, they're making a good dish. Like, what's like at the base of trying to create a good dish as a chef under pressure, things like that. It's, I mean, and Zach knows this as well. I mean, we're, we're chefs. We're always under pressure. Yeah. So that aspect's actually oh. not that bad. Right. It's more, you start out with an idea and you want to make sure that you can accomplish it and execute it perfectly or the best of your ability in the time allotted. I mean, 45 minutes seems like a pretty good amount of time. It goes by but, For some dishes, yeah, but by not by others. Yeah. I always get uh, fucked up thinking, should I represent the restaurant or should I represent me? That's my always biggest thing. If I know oh, that's, a good, that's a good question. I never so, know what to do. So, so what would be something that would represent you then? Me personally, I'd probably go more. I'm huge into the kind of odd. I'm huge into the Asian cuisine, but I'm also huge into the Italian cuisine because I was trained like like classical Italian chefs. But okay. Yeah. Now I'd say Uni Kitchen. Fifteen percent of our menu has Asian flair on it. Wow, yeah. I've been getting pretty into that side too. Nice. That, people love those mixes, man. Exactly. I'll tell you. So okay. is that your go-to? Are you, if you had to make something in a pinch, is it something Italian or something like an Asian like dish that you make now? Probably both. Oh wow. Try to tie you in, you know. Fusion. Yeah. Do badass low yeah. fresh pasta. A lot, a lot. Of, I think a lot of chefs actually do that, where you know they they might have like a heritage or a history in doing this type of cuisine, but then there's another type that they want to do, right. and they kind of try to bring them together and like the best of both worlds. It. Yeah. And then it also it kind of makes it your own as opposed to you know your your go-to your you know your just mainstream stuff. Yeah. I mean, it ends up being like Zach's food, Tom's food, whatever it may be. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're just hoping that the the customer is you know appreciative. Of what, what you're trying to put out and yeah. you know so and is there anything that you is like a go-to for you is it a fusion like that or is there a staple that like you have that you can make like with your eyes closed badass french food yeah so uh, let's go so my yeah so my french background was, was primarily french really um, okay yeah because i worked out in las vegas for the big names the thomas kellers the you know things like that Damn. and uh so i have a, a french background um french trained at culinary school everything but uh, like at the trials right now, we do what we call elevated American food. Um, it's very, very much comfort food, but we do twists on everything. Oh, wow. And so we, I kind of lace French technique and you know a lot of things into 
this American cuisine that I just want people to be very comfortable to have. You know, we don't want to be pretentious. We don't want to be. And sometimes French cuisine can come off that way. Yeah. Um, so you know, we're doing again American classics, but with well, damn French people come off that way. Right. Am I right? Damn right they do. Come at me, guys. I'll take the whole country at me right uh, now. Come after this podcast. Not me. It's all Jeff. I'm going to war, baby. I love the French people. Okay, I've had snails. It's uh, probably gonna have it only like, one time. Well, you've seen Dumb and Dumber. He's like, I don't know, Jack. The French are assholes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like you. Wow, with French, I don't even like. What is a? It's gonna sound really dumb, so don't judge me. I'm so like ready a, to judge him. What is like a French like staple like dish? So French staple dish, they, there's lots of like, and they do actually the same thing. So they do elevated peasant food. So even when you think about it, like beef bourguignon would be like our equivalent of like a pot roast. Okay. And so that's kind of like what, again, we we're trying to like kind of meld and, and kind of fuse together. Um, right. But I mean, there's things like you know, super hearty too. Yeah. Oh, uh, hearty, hearty, rich. Cassoulet. Yeah, there has to be cassoulet at the menu. Yeah. There's a richness that you know, <laughs> you can't. I mean, I, I've been to, to France a few times now. I mean, and I love foie gras. By the time oh, I leave, oh, I'm like, yeah. I don't want any more foie gras. Well, I just very had rich. way yeah, too it's, much. Yeah. It's not like an uh, appetizer. Like it's. <laughs> it's it's, it's heavy stuff ER for a reason. Home. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but it's delightful. Well, gentlemen, I want to get back to your beers. Uh, it was great having like two chefs on from two different types of cuisines too. That I didn't even know. So, yeah. Chef Zach, Chef Tom, thank you so much for coming on. Nope. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back with Kate and Rachel, spectators here at the Chef yes. Showdown. Yes. Um, welcome here at Better Half Brewery. Yeah. So what brought you to this event? We are food influencers. Oh, and that's yeah. where the question from before comes Yes. Exactly. Can you tell us what do you mean by food influencers? Um, we, so you're on Instagram. Yeah, so we're on Instagram. We go to a bunch of restaurants, breweries, any place that sells something, we take pictures, videos, we influence it on social media. Sometimes they pay you, sometimes they become Sometimes we shove food in our face, you forgot to mention that. <laughs> sometimes? Uh, all the time. There we go, we <laughs> want the truth here on the 1056 podcast. You guys, what's the Instagram account? Uh, well, mine is Expedition Food. Nice. Mine's Bite CT. Oh, Bite CT, okay, yeah. I recognize it. I think you followed us th- today. I did. Oh, hey, thanks. That was oh, a shot okay. in the dark. Um, I, I'm following you right now. That was not a that was not a subtweet. Gee, thanks, life. Rachel. I'm so I, I feel sorry. very guilt tripped. I did not mean to throw. I did not. I was not throwing shade. Don't you worry about it. Throwing shade. Trust me. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna cry on my podcast. Okay. Okay. My podcast. So do. With influencers, I like this question that we want to get to eventually. Okay? Technically, according to the itinerary for this event, we're influencers. Um, Fuck. Okay, you we made it. Influencers on your podcast. Right. Like, so how? I mean, this it probably you probably will be back on here. Uh, so uh, maybe. Um, what has I'm not been, a doctor. What has been your favorite restaurant in CT like so far? Oh like, my god. I was gonna go I, for that question. You're a, an influencer. Like You've how? been places. Like, Tell us. I can't, all right, so, so all right, so I'll go with this question. Wait, I'll go with this question. We did the same If somebody, high five. No, COVID, Jesus. If someone came up to you, yeah, thank you. I'm actually going. If if someone came up to you and said, "What would be the place you would recommend right now?" Like, right no, it doesn't. It won't last. Maybe you, there was a place before that you liked more, but right now, what would be the the first place you would recommend someone to go for good food? Can you give me at least like breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Oh, breakfast. 
Ken's Corner in uh, Glastonbury. Holy shit, she removed her mask and yelled into the microphone. That, that means she means it. That was electric. Uh, okay, I like that. I'm a big breakfast guy, okay? Everything else is just food waiting until breakfast. Um, so what about you? I would say any restaurant in New Haven. You will Good not, any of them? You will not have a bad meal in New Haven. That's true, I went to Shake Shack. Shake, Shake Shack? Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, I'm bad. Do you guys want to plug your Instagrams one more time before we... Yes, please do. Food. Rachel and Kate, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. And we're back for it with another interview. We've had a bunch today, and we it's so exciting. Rolling, dude, I'm gonna lose my voice. <laughs> we are here with Al. I'm gonna I'm gonna say your last name, and I'm gonna butcher it like a goober. I have Alex Cardona mm-hmm. of Alex Ooh. Cardona Productions. He um, you specialize in, in premium video and photography, as I read it off your Instagram. Yeah. That way, I wanted to get it right. And she my and she steals and my phone. Gone. The notes are gone. My phone has been stolen live gone. on air. The notes are gone. <laughs> Alex, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, how impossible is it to find lighting without a shadow? And I like Um, how you laughed at that because I feel like you know the pace. Nothing, you can't hear it. No, no. Honestly, lighting is one of the more difficult issues I have, especially just because I really want to just follow along with someone. I don't want to be a burden to someone while I'm filming them, mostly because, one, it's annoying, Two, like, you don't get authentic reactions when someone is just, like, constantly aware that they're being filmed. So I want to be as out of the way as possible, but I also want to make sure that the stuff I'm filming doesn't look like garbage. So it's mostly been... Honestly, this place has pretty good, like, ambient lighting, so I haven't really needed anything. But for, like, the videos that we did with, um, like, the interviews and stuff... It's literally just one big like softbox light, and uh, that usually does the trick for me. If not, I have like a little fucking. Can I curse on this? I'm oh, yes, absolutely. You can absolutely fuck fucking shit, curse fuck on this. Right, like yeah, uh, <laughs> some fucking aperture light, like some small little thing, and uh, that's better for like uh, illuminating like parts of that, like not the entire picture, but say you want to like give definition to the back of their head so they don't look flat. You just put that little thing there, and it's great. Or I found it makes beer look really cool. Like, if you put a glass of beer and then put a hack, if you put, a, <laughs> like, a liquid or something in a glass cup, and then you put a light behind it, then it looks, like, glowing. Yeah. I've seen that before. I've seen that before a lot. So I like that little trick. Uh, did you have a question? No. I was like, oh, you. man. Oh, that's great. So are you a Canon or a Nikon guy? I knew that. None of the above, my friends. It's None a of Fuji the above. Film, man. This is a Fujifilm XT4. This has uh, super slow motion, um, good dynamic range, and the. I like to go handheld a lot. Like if you can yeah. see on my Instagram, a lot of my, a lot of my more interesting shots are ones that are moving with. Like I did an interview, not an interview. I did an ad with uh, Nala's Kitchen before this. Oh, yes, I saw that video. That was and great. So that's that, that would explain how yeah. you get your connection here. Huh? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I'm here with Nala's Kitchen, but um, I got shots by moving with her motion. Yeah. So I needed a camera that was able to stabilize that without having a gimbal, and the A7 III stabilization is kind of trash. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, it came out great. 
Yeah. Uh, so where can people follow on Instagram? Where's your social media? Plug everything you gotta do. Awesome. Uh, thanks for having me. My oh, Instagram yeah. is AXC Productions on Instagram. Alex Cardona Productions on Facebook. I think I have a Twitter. It's probably the same thing. <laughs> and uh, for the people at home, he touched his phone to my phone, and now I follow him. So yeah. technology is digital, crazy. Uh, my digital business card. Yeah, that was amazing. Awesome. To see him around, Alex. We touched phones. <laughs> yes, we did. That's a great experience. <laughs> do, do I do I do I buy you dinner now, or do we share a cigarette? I don't know. The cab fares in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. just, just don't talk to me on the way out. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. And welcome back to the 1056 podcast. We have the contestants, our participants, and the winner of the chef showdown here at Better Half Brewery. Um, if you guys mind introducing yourselves so people know who, who we're talking to today. Just go right down the line. My name is Xavier. I'm the chef um, de cuisine and the chef of hospitality for Carbone's Prime. My name is Carlos Perez. I'm the executive chef at the corner of Litchfield. Hey, it's Chef Becca of Nala's Kitchen. That's who I is. <laughs> <laughs> this was an amazing experience. And we couldn't believe that made it happen like you guys made this happen this is very very cool totally took, and she was on our show like three months ago was like well, this would be cool and she's like oh, it'd be great and then like a month later was like guess what we're doing it and I was like oh my god this is crazy and it actually turned out to be really great so how was this experience for you guys that's what I was gonna say you took the words right out of my mouth you're good anybody anybody who looks it was cool um just so you know Xavier and Carlos are holding hands. That's what they do. That's what they've been doing in the kitchen. What the fuck? <laughs> You're saying in between us. Are you kidding me? Yeah, your arms are long. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. No, I thought it was freaking awesome. I mean, it was a little stressful like going into it at first. I was nervous about like a few or like 10,000 things. Sure. But, uh, you know, after the first few minutes, like we started, I think all of us started getting our comfort zones and kind of went our separate ways. Yeah. Like when you're doing these competitions, like does 45 minutes go by like very fast? Like you probably have like a routine, you know how long it takes one thing to make, how long it takes whatever. Does all that go out the window when there's like a clock involved, like a physical clock? Like how did, I guess we'll talk to the winner here. I'm right in front of the winner. Uh, so we have our winner, Chef Xavier. Yeah, He's got Congratulations. When you're like first starting, do, like, do you think about a clock? Is it just like, I'm going to make this meal, whatever happens, happens? Like, what goes to your head? Something like this. We don't, you don't think about it. Because if you think about it, you fall in a trap, you fall in a trap of the time. Right. Well, I think true. you, you kind of just go with it. And that, that's, I don't think we none of us had a plan. We kind of just like went with it. And then when you hear 50 minutes left, that's when you know you have to kick it into fucking sixth gear and get it done. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think you don't you don't go with a plan. You go with like instinct. And like the yeah. good thing about these competitions is that if you're not a chef that cooks, you will fail. Yeah. And we are chef that cook. Not only we do like, I mean, obviously professional work, but we also cook, and that's very important. Oh yeah. You guys seem like like you guys were heads down. Like no one was getting in between you. I was afraid, and I was like. 30 feet away, I saw... Somehow get kicked. There, Yeah, I didn't want to even, like, yell. I don't want to, like, you know, startle anyone. That's that's the least thing I want. You, you, you say you don't do a lot of planning, but, like, how much... Uh, beforehand, did you prep your meals? Like, what were you going to do? How were you going to do it? 
I mean, Avi, you didn't know what the ingredients were, right? No, there was, there was no prep time. We prepped on the fly. The minute they All right. So yeah, what, what contributed to your decisions to make your meals? A couple of things happened. Like, um, I, had, I stumbled a little bit on the, on the, on the bread pudding mix. Um, my first round, when I made the first time the mix, um, the milk the milk was expired. Jesus. So in the middle of me... In the, in the middle of me trying to put the, the dish together, the beer's expired, my, my, my stout beer is reduced, and I lost all the beer. I lost the milk, and I lost the only eight eggs we had in the house. Oh um, and that's happening. Right? Everybody's having a drink, and Ian, I'm in the shits. Like, yeah. <laughs> he is um, suffering. Yeah, you enjoy yourselves out there. <laughs> so in the midst of everything happened, I said to myself, like, self, <laughs> uh, get your shit together. I mean, yeah. And do it again. I, I could have ran another route, but I just, I, I wanted to make a, a fucking dessert, so that was the plan. Yeah. yeah, that's. But I saw like all of them, and everybody was focused. But you could tell, like, I work with Carlos all the time. We do events all the time, and I could see him like in a different environment, like his way, his movements, like competing and cooking every day, two different things. Yeah, yeah. But I think, oh, yeah. but, but <clears throat> Becca was the one that came up with this whole event. Yeah. She was the one that invited us in. Um, and what she's doing with, with what she do, what she do for work and her company, yep. and the fact that she's one of the females, it's a very strong female, super competitive. I know yeah. her for like years now, um, and what she does represent the female aspect of like this business, that's the most respect you probably get. Amazing. And that's the best thing we get out of this whole competition. The fact that we get to display each other, but for her to display that woman empowerment, hands down, that's like the the number one thing we got out of this thing that was perfect. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Oh, I feel so nice. humble. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, I took the word right out of my mouth. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's an ama- amazing competition. So, Chef Carlos, okay. I, I give you the same question. Prepping for this <laughs> in the moment. Like, when I say prepping, I mean like you've got your ingredients now. Go. What's your mind at? What are you thinking? What, what contributes to how you decide what you're going to make? I really had no game plan today, actually, going into it. <laughs> I so I saw the fucking pizza. Come on, man. You just showed sure? Yeah, I mean, I saw a pizza dough, and I was like, I'm making a fucking pizza. Yeah. Like, let's go. You got a plan. <laughs> you got a plan. You got a fucking but, plan. <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> <laughs> So you, you went in, like, entree. You're like, I'm doing this. I'm going to try and make it work. Like, that was your, like, quote-unquote plan, like the pizza you said, right? Yeah, I mean, well, that was more of like a starter. I was thinking more like brewery food and stuff. I had a couple other ideas that just got fucked over along the way. Yeah. Um, like the eggs. Yeah. Is he? Is these uh, little ingredients? He's talking about the milk. You're talking about the eggs. These little things that can go wrong in the middle of the of the cooking. I don't think cooking. any of us knew what we were getting into when we yeah. first got here. Yeah. Chef Becca, did you have any experiences like that? Something that set you back that maybe made you a little nervous? hinted to it but the stress of like working in a restaurant on like a weekend rush hour do you get like flashbacks of that when you're in this kind of competition I guess anyone can go first but, like is it the same like reaction or like with this are you more like you're dialed fresh. in <laughs> I'd say yeah I yeah. totally do I get you know like work life personal life like when you're just hanging out and stuff and you have a relaxed day 
like you can just kind of chill, you know? You can just take your time with stuff, like enjoy the moment. But I think for the three of us, like eventually we go into that kind of work mentality where like, you know, head down, focused, you don't even know what's going on around you, but at the same time you're still paying attention to everything that's going on around you. It's like this kind of weird, uh, weird mental thing. Yeah. It's have, I would say. So, um, it, oh. yeah, so when, like, the second the whole competition started and stuff, I think we all got into that kind of groove and... Yeah, I think as soon as the, uh, they said start, it's like your wheel starts going, like, okay, what what's here, what can I use, whatever. And I see these fools, like, going off and doing their own thing, like, the, you started doing yoki, you started doing the pizza dough, and I was like, um, there's, like, fresh stuff here, so, and then, hit, well, obviously, Carlos took the chickpea flour. So. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Carlos. <laughs> take it next time, too. He'll do it again. I was nice and Xavier. I gave him a saute pan, you know. So I probably helped him out. I probably should have sabotaged him. I probably sure. should have. Yeah. You got she, to she's going to bring this up again. Yeah. Oh, I know. She okay. Just, I just, I know. <laughs> so for those who, like, weren't here, so what was what were your dishes? Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Xavier. Um, well, you said you had a dessert. It was like a bread pudding, you said? Talk us a little bit about it. I ended up doing a three-course. So the first course was uh, like a tuna poke kind of thing. So that one was um, the citrus beer from here with um, celery, onions, a little bit of vinegar, fennel, and then fennel fronds on top. Uh-huh. So that was like a palate cleanser. After that, they eat other food. Then um, the second course, it was a play on the idea of like when you go to a place where you get a hamburger pizza. Yeah. So what I did was I plated the gnocchi Ooh. in a in a hamburger in, in, in a plastic plate in a, in a in a cardboard plate inside a pizza box and then garnish it with all the traditional garnish you would get from a hamburger pizza. So it's a play on a, on a dish. Yeah. Which was the idea of elevating the whole the whole concept was elevating the food <clears> and making it different. So I did that. Then the dessert round was um, the, the stout, the coffee Sorry, stout. No, there was no dessert round. Oh. Yeah, what the fuck is this? That's not the dessert round. He was playing three rounds I'm when you were playing yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I was playing four, but the milk sent me back. You invited him. You invited him. That's true. Chocolate stout, bread pudding, and a little sour cream. Boom. Oh! I just dropped the, drop the tweezers. <laughs> yeah, drop the tweezers. I would say drop the, the trophy, but I think it's made of glass. Yeah, I'm happy to fill that. Alex came in with uh, with a beer for you. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. Uh, So, Chef Becca, what was your meal? Tell us a little bit about it. What you did for the competition. So, I did the, I used the poke. I can't fucking pronounce uh, Apollo or AP. But you can make it. Yeah, it okay. was like that's a spicy all, that's coconut all that sauce. Ooh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> a poke spicy coconut sauce and then like fried zucchini and stuff so Ooh. I don't know my fucking description is horrible right now <laughs> and then I did so by the way I also used all of the secret or uh, special ingredients yep. so yep. I used the what, what did they incorporate it was a flaxseed, it was like the butter. Oh, so the, the, the butter I used, I, the second dish I used, uh, it was like a black garlic stout chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a stout, and then I used the flaxseed, oh, actually I used the flaxseed on the poke. And then, I don't know, this is going to go on. <laughs> no, the cheese, I did like a little polenta cake, and then like uh, crispy um, sweet potatoes. 
I like that. I like yeah. that. All right, Jeff Carlos, what do you do? Oh, Jesus Christ. This is what I wrote it down before. <laughs> and then the judges lost it, but whatever. Um, I started off, I did a flatbread or a pizza. I did acorn squash and uh, kale. Um, I used ricotta, pomegranate arrows. I used the euphoria cheese, um, some herbs. <laughs> what else? I used the vegan butter. I spread it across the pizza first. Finished it with a flax seed. Um... And then a second dish, I ended up taking the coconut milk and the chickpea flour. <laughs> took took and it right from Chef Becca. Like a fried boneless wing. I did a um, adobo, coconut, and stout. Oh, I did a stout drizzle on the first one, too. But I ended up doing a coconut, adobo, and stout, like kind of chili sauce for the wings. And then finished off with black sesame, scallion, and some of the blood orange. Damn, guys. <laughs> yeah, should have. As a judge, it's probably give you all first place. So there you go. That's actually true. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Like, this yeah. this was such an amazing event. <laughs> Would you guys do this again? Something like this again? I mean, he I has think, to. He's, yeah. a, he's a winner. He's got to. Now you have to come back and so, hold your title. Too. Now yeah. I put it. I you put realize it. that. You have to defend your title yeah. now. People are going to be coming after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these people. These people. <laughs> <laughs> the two next to you. Nah, they. It's over, it's over. No, oh, what oh, no, 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 they, they, it's not over till wow. they say it's over. That's, uh, yeah, let's Liz, see. I, I've already, I've done a lot of competitions and I, I've been grateful, like super happy enough to win the competition. And not, and not for bragging rights and that bullshit. I, I like, um, I'm Hispanic, I'm Puerto Rican, and I, I have a, like a big voice in like the Latin community. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, every time we win a competition and we do a charity event, we do it with Carlos, it's, it's about the, the, the emotion, the attachment that goes with it, and putting a voice for the Hispanic people where there is no. Yeah. So for me, winning competition and everything else, I mean, it's fun and everything else, but I think it's beyond that. It's beyond representing um, a community, a voice, and this, and um, and again, like a charity like this one. Yeah. I was just about to get into that. This, this wasn't just a fun event, even though it was incredibly fun, but it was for an amazing cause. Um, you guys want to speak on that, like what this meant to you on a on a larger scale, and. And then you guys just did it. You're like, yeah. <laughs> In his defense, he did give a great speech up by the DJ table. Yeah, he did. He's also very humble. He won. It's really tough to be like, wow, I really want to. We're take trying to hate you here, Xavier. You're making it hard. We're really trying to be like, listen, build a rivalry. Too nice. Great. Oh, great. The great guy. No, no, no. So, um, actually, Chef Carlos and Xavier did a, a rock and roast, and it was for the AJJ Foundation, which is also for suicide prevention. Um, so I went with the AFSP, Connecticut, just to try to give a little more, uh, a different foundation some right. money. So I was working with Michelle Peters even before all of this, just on a one-on-one basis, trying to see if I could be a counselor for somebody else, just trying to relate. So it was just, it was close to me. Um, I lost one of my friends in Vegas, passed, you know, who died by suicide. So it was all because of the COVID thing, things were happening. So I think this kind of shed the light on that. I I don't know if there's enough light on mental health in general. And especially in the food industry, like I think it's very repetitive. So we tend to get in these weird, or I know for myself, I get in these weird cycles. And I'm like, I don't know if I can like 
do another day. Of Long day. hours, right, too? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's grueling. Yeah. If, it, I think it would mean a lot if we treated our mental health like we do our physical health. Absolutely. I think you would see a huge difference with, you know? Yeah. You, you break your arm, what do you do? You go get help. So what makes your brain any different? Right? What and makes your mind, your, your state yeah. of mind any different? No, yeah, right. I know AFSP is like pushing for a lot of like pushing for mental health, making that like the uh, free like insurance kind of thing. And, yeah. You know, doing the like the text number, things like that. So I think this, you know, all this money that we, you know, got from this is going to go towards causes like that. So yeah, yeah. it's really cool to be part of that. And that's why like, uh, you know, Michelle Peters was the, the first person that I called. I was like, Hey, once Xavier, actually Xavier, uh, after we talked, Xavier and I talked and we're like, oh, he's free this day, so let's do this. And then you, <laughs> and then you guys signed me Carlos, up for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carlos, did you know this is happening? I guess I do now. Yeah, you do now. Just show up. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up. Where? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, everything aside with, like, COVID and whatnot, it still ended up being a great event. And to support something like that, that just, I think it's, you know, touched everyone's Arguably, arguably like now more than ever since yeah. this whole pandemic oh, is taking absolutely. a toll on a lot of people. Right it's, now. Yeah, it, it's been brutal, you know, just whether you're home all the time or you lost your job. Like, there's been a lot of crazy things that have happened that have just flipped everyone's world upside down. So... To be able to like support something to help people in any way. Um, so anybody just, who's listening to this know that now that there are resources. If you're yeah. feeling a certain sort of way, if you're having thoughts that you prefer not to have. There's people you could talk to, professionals, yeah. people who have experience with those same thoughts. And, and not necessarily just talk, also yeah. text because text, yeah, two one one. Yeah, you can't voice or you don't. You're just shy or whatever. Sure. texting is also an option as well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's it's absolutely right. So. For the next event, I know I'm I'm all for this <laughs> happening in the future. I think this is great. Now, I'm not putting the bug in his ear to come back and be a You have to defend your title. You don't have a choice. But, you know, um, so, you know, I hope you guys, I hope you do this again in the future. We're all for it. You know, it's, it's been a ton of fun. I think uh, I appreciate, obviously, um, you guys coming in. Oh, yeah. one, one of the things that I think we have to, like, share light on is, like, um, a lot of restaurants are suffering yes. because of COVID and obviously politic issues on like measures and what or not to like safety or whatever but um, people have to like help us out like going out to eat is like the one thing you can download or or, or just do it in your own house like, you go yeah. to take up but it's not the same like right. go out to restaurants like follow the safety protocols um, that's one of the things that like I stress about the most um, and I always say, I always say like running a restaurant is like running a Broadway show. The only difference is Broadway does it once, twice a month, maybe once a week. We do it every day, every night of our lives. We get judged more than anybody else, and 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 we're under the focal point of a lot of people every day. And now with COVID, even more. Like before, we, we, we and I say a Broadway show because you know like we have people running the orchestra people running the front floor people running with the sit, the sit down it's the same thing yeah. a lot of prep and, as well just like the show yeah. a lot of practice exactly a lot of knowing like, just like you're in the script and I think now with like the whole COVID thing a lot of Russians are suffering because people are scared and just knowing that like as, and I speak for me and a lot of people Carlos, Becca like we're doing the utmost to try to keep our restaurants up to date. That's right. Our staff up to date. Absolutely. And doing our best so everybody's safe. Because 
I worry about our guests because obviously they, 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 they pay our bills. But more importantly, I worry about my family and my and my staff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have to make sure my staff is good and my family is good. Yeah. So if I'm able to go to the restaurant and risk my life and put away for my family and, and all my staff, why not go and just have a good time and do what you have to do and just live life? And I think that's one of the things that we have to share light on. You guys absolutely. are perfect for it. Yeah, like, no. Let's just stay focused and not forget about the fact that Real people run restaurants and we suffer yeah. when somebody These are their lives. Yes. yes. Absolutely. So we couldn't agree more. Tell, so give us a little bit of shout out. Um, we'll go down the line. Start with Carlos. Start, start with Carlos. Uh, your Instagram, restaurant, whatever. Spread the word. I okay. think Xavier said it perfectly, but you know, uh, where can people find you online, in person? Um, <laughs> yeah, on Google. On, yeah, whatever. So I just have to, I just have to Google you? Craigslist? <laughs> On there too. <laughs> Match.com, probably a bunch of other ones, but whatever. Um, OnlyFans? <laughs> you never know. OnlyPants. OnlyPants. Hey, you never know. OnlyPants. I got rid of that one. Wow. You're such a dick, Terry. Sign now, holding hands. Yeah. Can, can attest. Right. Yep. There you go. Um, the chef back up. You're obviously at Knowledge Kitchen Weeha. Can't promote it enough. You did a great job coming on the show. We talk about it all the time. Great energy. Uh, and Xavier, tell us a little bit about uh, your restaurant. You have like an Instagram, your personal Plug Instagram, it. anything you want to promote. Just to have people, how, where can people find you? No, he can't promote. He won. Oh, he can promote. As the winner <laughs> of the Come chef on. show. Yeah, um, so I'm the, the, basically what you want to call the corporate chef for Carbone. So I do like the menus and all that stuff for Carbone Spines, Carbone Bluefield. Okay. And um, we're putting on a food truck. Ooh, okay. Nice. We just did like three events and uh, we put it away. Hopefully next year we come out again with the food truck. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. My Instagram is Xavier Illusions and my Facebook is Xavier Santiago. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You so chefs? Just, nope. just for the record, you can't find me on OnlyPans. <laughs> but you can find me, uh, Instagram is at Chef Carlos Perez. <laughs> All serious. Great, great transition. Beautiful. <laughs> I was yeah, so carried away with this shit. <laughs> Chef Carlos, Chef Becca, Chef Xavier, thank you so much. Chef Xavier, congratulations on your victory. Thank you, thank you. Guys, congratulations on a successful event. This has been amazing. Yeah, great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you guys.